0: This is Gateway City Sports. Oh, oh we here, right in the face of Brandon Phillips. And now he is turning up. Now, wait a minute. Hold on here. Now Ted Simmons is getting into it, throwing punches at Madlock, and down they go as the bench is cleared. Edmonds hit 42 home runs during the regular season, and we are going to Game Seven in the National League Championship Series. Look out! Here we go, and here come both dugouts. Swinging a long one. Good night, everybody. Good night. This is Turn in Two with Battle. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to episode number seven of the Turn and Two podcast. No, I'm not gone yet, um, but the team we're escaping spring training. Finally, finally, it's over with. the 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 brand new 2021 season is upon us. Um, so I want to record one podcast at least before this season starts with uh one of my favorite people on this earth um no no it's not dylan carlson um actually the second favorite person on this earth uh tito tito how are you doing tonight um how's the weather you know all all the good details that um that i have to ask i'm doing okay um
1: I'm glad that spring training's over with. I I actually am not a big fan of it, to be honest. Um, but I'm ready for Thursday. I've got my uh, Yachty jersey pressed. It's gonna be ready to go. Um, weather's was pretty good today, actually. Uh, the other day, I almost got caught in a tornado, so I'm glad to be out alive.
0: Leo and I went and got
1: milkshakes, and uh, we got almost got caught in the tornado. So.
0: That, yeah, that's happy. safe you know that's always safe to take the child out in a tornado to get a milkshake
1: yeah I can't believe I'm a father
0: yeah well you know guess what um allegedly the rumor has it that milkshake brings all the boys to the yard now I don't know if that's factual but that's the rumor D- yeah any day okay. it did it did it did <laughs> it did did he uh, did he enjoy his milkshake let me guess he is a chocolate milkshake kind of guy
1: absolutely he takes after his dad
0: okay yeah that's why you were wrong i was going i was going to give him a pass because he's not old enough yet but you're wrong i don't drink milkshakes but if i did they would be strawberry
1: that's because you're about as vanilla as they come
0: (laughs) oh man that's awesome so, yeah, no, I, I'm not a spring training guy myself, honestly, and I've talked about this previously uh, with Ron and with Drake. It's just – it doesn't it doesn't move the needle for me. It's nice to see guys getting out, to see the faces we haven't seen in four months. But, again, it's spring training. You know, we see the guys for a little bit. They're off the field. You don't get a good gauge of how everything's going. Um, but, hey, it's it's behind us now. We, we're looking forward to Thursday, stepping back into Cincinnati to start the season and um how are you feeling uh with the team leaving uh spring training i mean i i think i
1: feel like i always do just a little hesitant but at the same time just optimistic that it's a new season and it's just we're getting into the swing of things like i i honestly can't say that I'm going to be super nervous. It's literally game one. If you, if you ask me, you know, 30, 40 games down the road and the Cardinals are treading water or sub 500 at 30, 40 games, I'd probably start hitting the panic button, maybe just a little bit, but it's game one. Um, so I, I feel very comfortable with the team. I know, um, we've got a lot of guys in our group that you know, aren't necessarily very happy with the roster construction, or the lineup construction, but I'm just kind of sitting here thinking, you know what, I'm just thankful that we have baseball and I'm thankful that it's a 162 game season and not just a, a little, you know, a crap shoot and see who can uh, rack up the most wins in a short amount of time. Um, so it's a marathon and people have to remember that. Um, so game one Thursday,
0: uh, I, you know, I feel great. I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, you know, I think it should be a national holiday. I love opening day, uh, whether it's, you know, in St. Louis or anywhere else, um, to actually like put your heart and soul in in the game one. I mean, it is just game one, but it's, it's the game one of 162. Um, it's the day where every team's in first place until that last out. And, uh, you know, I, I, if, if the pitching gets back to normal, you know, I, I feel like the Cardinals have a really good team. Um, yeah. But, I mean,
1: uh, and I, and I think if you're, if you're looking at it from the perspective, okay, you want to get started on the right foot, then you've got a, a team in Cincinnati that's probably going to finish what fourth in the, in the division. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, yeah but if you're yeah. Mike Petrello, he's going to say that he, they're going to finish second somehow. Um, but they're going to finish fourth and you have an opportunity to at least, and at the very least the Cardinals should take two, three, get to that, get to some off days and just build some momentum slowly. You don't have to go full out. You know, if you get three wins out of three, Hey, that's great. But you should be getting two out of three against a a Cincinnati red team.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. And and I'll, we'll jump into the, 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 uh, the addition subtractions from those teams in a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, opening day, then you have that, that lull of a day off in between game one and two. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I hope that's not the, uh, the lineup or correction of batting order they take into the uh, first game of the season. I, I don't, the one we've seen the past two spring training games with the young and the four hole, I don't much care for it. Um, if you're going to put somebody there, throw Tyler O'Neill there just for a game or two to see how it goes. I just – I'm not sold on Paul DeYoung yet, and, um, I mean, I don't make the roster, but I would not put him there, that's for sure. So uh, that's just my thoughts on it. But, yeah, I mean, we'll put Justin Williams out there. But the one thing that I do want to take away from spring training is, you know, awesome for John Nagowski for making the club. Hats off to him. Um, You know, he had a great spring. One of the ones that I am curious about is – Um, Lane Thomas not making the team and I understand on the other side of that you do have Edmundo Sosa making the club which I believe is because he's out of options what do you think about the team the 26 guys that we're taking to Cincinnati
1: I mean I think (laughs) I think it's you know it it comes down to a a couple different things right Uh, I think the biggest name that you didn't mention was probably matt carpenter and i think you and i uh can talk about it all night long about whether he should or shouldn't be on the team but but the fact of the matter is this there was no way the cardinals were leaving without him on the team um and so when you take that into account that's just one less roster spot that you can afford some of these younger guys. And especially if you have somebody like Edmundo Sosa, who doesn't have any options, but can play any of those infield spots. Um, if certain guys are given a day off, or as we come to find out that Tommy Edmond, for some reason needs to play center field. Um, and then you want to put somebody in that, that can play the, uh, the infield. Um, and then that's when you ask the question, well, what, well, if, if Matt Carpenter's on the team, why isn't it going to be him? Well, it's because he can't hit. Um, and that's, that's a, a really big issue for the roster. And I, and, and granted, I get where everybody's coming from, but I will go down and say, it. there's 20 million reasons why he's still on the team and, and people, whether they want to, to come to grips with that or come to reality with that, that's on them, but that's just the truth. And you're not walking away from that. So I, I you know, when it comes to Edmundo Sosa, you know, I'm happy that he made the team, but at the same time, I think you said it in our, in our group, he probably will get DFA within a month. And, you know, that's probably going to happen because uh, you know, Harrison Bader will eventually come back from the DL um, and if you're going to say, okay, would you rather have Edmundo Sosa or Nagowski, you're probably going to take Nagowski, especially then, because now Carpenter being on the roster, he would be your backup infielder uh, at second or, or third. Um, and you can obviously move Tommy Edmond around and play a little uh, mix and match here and there. So the way that this roster is constructed is is to get your, get your team through the first couple of weeks until some – uh, other players come back from the DL. That's just it. Um, and I don't think anybody really needs to look into anything outside of that um, and just kind of move on because uh, whether or not Lane Thomas deserved to be on the team, probably. I mean he's very capable, and I think we all know that. but again, he has options available for the team. That's just how the that's just the nature of the game. They need to be able to move people in and out. Um, of the roster at the right time. And unfortunately it wasn't Lane's time. Now back to Nagowski, I think, you know, if there was a player on the Cardinals that deserved a spot on the roster, it's definitely him. He's been hitting, he's been doing everything right. So, you know, I think it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, you're playing the hot hand almost um, and Nagowski in my opinion, should be the first bat off the bench if you're going into a pinch hit situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Um, Now, to somewhat stay on the the Sosa-Carpenter train here, do you feel, and I've asked this to the past two guys I've talked to, do you feel that regardless of money, it doesn't matter, do you feel like Carpenter, if he doesn't pick it up, if they will cut their losses for a roster spot, how many games does he get? I'm I'm saying a month. I'm saying a month. If okay, because that gives that gives enough time for him to, you know, at least get a start or two, and I'm sure he'll come off the bench a time or two within that period. And I think that that is a. a I mean, even two months. I mean, let's say even two months. Like if you are if he's got three hits, four hits in two months, you know, with like we'll say 25 appearances that, that seems kind of high to me, but I mean, you're essentially clogging your roster at that point in time. And same with Sosa. Like if you're not hitting the ball, you know, yeah, your defense, that's cool. You may have speed, but honest to God, Tito, at what, what does Matt Carpenter bring to this team at this present time? Uh, the only
1: thing that he brings right now is veteran leadership. And I, and, and that is even with a grain of salt, because, you know, when you when you play baseball what's one of the things that they teach you it's it's confidence the mental part of baseball right um it would be very very difficult as a young player to really latch on to what a veteran is saying when you know that he's struggling at the plate when you know that he's struggling with his confidence at the plate um that's just, you know, that's, that's the hard part about baseball, right, is that confidence factor. Um, so that's really all it is. And if you really want to go nuts and bolts here, I mean, he's a left-handed bat and the Cardinals don't have that many to begin with. So that's what he provides, a left-handed option in case uh, there is a late inning reliever that's right-handed that comes in you can swap carpenter in and hopefully you run into something at that point.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you never really answered it. If, if at two months, I'll give you the link. Well, you gave here. me
1: two questions. For okay. Me. I know.
0: I know. But at the two month mark, if he is still doing this, will he be on the team?
1: At the two month mark. Correct. I, I want to say yes. I'm going to say Yes. Again, and I'm not. I'm not gonna. And you said that money is not a factor here.
0: Um, no, just specific, Well, I mean, it's gonna have to. I mean, I, I don't want you to. I don't want you to hold on to it and say, no, Matt Carpenter is gonna stay because of his, his the 18 million they owe him. I don't want you to say that. I'm just saying in in the stance of, you know, put that to the side. Put that factor to the side. If he's not doing anything at the two month mark and he's clogging up roster spots for guys who are are. Are are making making things happen because you're right. Bader's going to come back. Um, I mean, it's just you know uh, when they left Rondone off the roster because he's got options allegedly, in, in favor of Sosa who's blanked. You know, I I just don't know how long you can push the needle on these guys not doing anything that are going to contribute to the club. Uh, you've already cut your losses with with Fowler. If you're going to just get rid of money and just throw it away. Try to trade him. If nobody wants him, you need to make room. He, to me, yes, left-handed bat, but there is no value other than that. I was watching him play second the other day and his throws from second looked like the same throws from third base. They have so much arch in them. I thought yeah. I was going through McDonald's drive through Tito.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, to to answer your question I'm going to still say yes I think he still is on the team I it's just it's just a tough situation I mean I think this organization is a very proud organization and that's a tough pill to swallow uh 20 million is a tough pill to swallow and (laughs) the reason they can trade Fowler is because there was value him. for him.
0: Yes, yes. He has yeah. something. I'm just and, saying nobody's gonna I, take him anyways.
1: Yeah. And, him. Just... And, and and I think you even asked the question in our chat, you know, like why didn't haven't why haven't they tried to trade him? I think it's very obvious that if they could have traded him, they would have traded him. Well um, and I and I don't think there's there's not a team that I know of that would take him at this point because there's no reason. Unless the Cardinals were gonna pay all of his salary yeah, for the yeah. year, there's no reason the a team would take him. But he and you know the Cardinals aren't gonna do that. There's no reason why the Cardinals would want to pay all eighteen
0: million of him. Mm-hmm. No. plus he's
1: got a no trade, so he doesn't he doesn't theoretically have to go anywhere.
0: So yeah, I mean I guess I guess it's just time to time to cut our losses. I just don't I mean, you just can't run with a with a, a dead battery on the bench.
1: No, if, yeah. Um, He's very
0: versatile. He's done a lot for the team, but yeah. it's done with. We got.
1: You don't want to beat a dead horse here, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, is if he doesn't produce, then he's not going to play. And at that point, this is where your question becomes relevant or more important is if he's not playing at all, then why bother? Um, and that's a question that I don't think that, the Cardinals are ready to answer
0: yeah well hopefully within two months we'll have a little bit more clarity hell I hope I hope he picks it up he's a very versatile player um and you know uh, the bat speed just hasn't been there for the past season and a half two seasons and um I just don't know if it's going to come back around if it does awesome you know I'm all for it but I just don't know if it's going to happen I mean I think our bench outside of Nagowski and Kisner is pretty hit or miss. I think we've got a pretty lackluster bench, if I'm being completely honest with you.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, there's not really anybody that stands out. You know, bench players are are role players. You know, I don't think there's a single team out there that you're going to find maybe a couple, but, like, there's not going to be a, a, a bench out there where you're like, those could be starters on any yeah, other no, team. I got you. Maybe the
0: so, Dodgers, but...
1: Maybe, maybe, but that's a different story, right? Uh, so I'm not necessarily uh, – um, I'm not really uh, too concerned about the bench. I think, you know, these, those players have to be prepared to hit at all times. Um, you know, when the Cardinals had the bench mafia, that was a pretty good bench. Um, so I I think it remains to be seen what this bench can do, especially, you know, if Nagowski stays on and he can hit for some pop and, and have, uh, some slugging, high slugging. That's, that is what you're really looking for.
0: Yeah, no, I I got you. I mean, we could always, I mean, we could always check in on our good buddy gyro, see what he's up to, you know, (laughs) he probably probably bounced on Red Sox camp, um, anyways okay let's um, let's jump into something else then that um, actually just popped up before we started recording I'm gonna save the best for last in my eyes um, so a couple guys potential um, alleged contracts uh, contracts sorry their offers popped up right before we started this and I want to discuss them with you I know that you got some uh, you got a lot of heart and your soul whenever I d- Brought up one to you because you just your favorite thing is just to try to one up me for whatever reason. But the first one I'm going to discuss, well, is,
1: why wouldn't I?
0: Well, I don't know, I don't know because you like chocolate ice cream, no or chocolate milkshakes. Nobody likes that. Nobody,
1: that's not, that's not true,
0: that is true. But anyway, run
1: a, run a poll tomorrow and say, oh, What's a better milkshake, chocolate or strawberry? And this I, I people that
0: love chocolate milkshakes, and I you know I'm very basic. Give me yeah. vanilla, that's my vanilla point, strawberry.
1: that's my point,
0: you know. Anyways, back on track here. We'll talk about the first one first. It's within our division, Anthony Rizzo, um, per Bleacher Nation. What I saw was that the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, our rivals, offered <laughs> all-star first baseman Anthony Rizzo five years, $70 million. $70 million over five years the math on that quick is 14 million a year. How do you feel about that? What does that signal to you?
1: Sounds like the Cubs are trying to get Rizzo at a very cheap contract, as cheap as they can go without trying to quote unquote, be disrespectful. But I think that uh, will backfire in them because of I mean, for much of the same reason, you would want to, you would have want an Albert Pujols back, right? Uh, and I'm not saying Anthony Rizzo is Albert Pujols, uh, but what I mean in terms of what he meant to the city, the fans of the team, um, don't forget that this is the Anthony Rizzo who brought a world series to Chicago. Um, and to, to see that kind of offer, you know, to him, I kind of feel for Cubs fans. I don't say that often, but I kind of feel for them because, um, it's almost a slap in the face. It's almost, and it probably is a slap in the face to Anthony Rizzo. Um, and I'm sure he'll swiftly reject that, but at the same time, you know, it's not like he's going to go out there and command 25, 30 million a year, you know, that let's be real here. He, he is a good player, but he is not a, uh, a top, 20 in mlb player not even close so let's let's not let's not sit there and let's not sit here and say you know he deserves every penny he gets sure to somewhat extent but there is a limit but 14 million that ain't cutting it no
0: not not for not for um i mean it's it's not even like a legacy contract. <laughs> no, you're, no. are offering the guy fourteen million dollars a year for five years. I'm sure it'll be backloaded or whatnot. I, I don't know. But like, let, let me put it in perspective this way: like the Cardinals
1: were willing to give a what a thirty six a thirty six year old Yadier Molina twenty million a season, and the Cubs offer Anthony Rizzo
0: fourteen. <laughs> well uh, it, it to, to me it signals a few things the the cubs have no money obviously we know that um
1: well that's what you get when you when you sho- shovel out contracts to jason hayward that really don't look that great right now
0: well I was, but he wanted to go to be with this core that was going to win so many titles and they right. barely they barely won one title they barely won one title So, but yeah, 14 million for a first baseman that's been with the team who won the, who brought a a title to the city. It's just, it's, it's a slap in the face, you know, it's 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 disrespectful and um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rizzo is 31 years old, which, okay, cool. You know, he's per baseball years, he's kind of aging, but um, he's still, he's, he's a good first baseman, you know, not tops in the, uh, in the NL central, of course, but he's a good first baseman. I'll give him that. But fourteen million is nothing, and you know every year that this game progressive progresses, the contracts keep going up and up and up. And you might for- as
1: well take a qualifying offer every yeah, single absolutely.
0: time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, take that one, and they can have their they can have their draft pick if you don't, and um, move on you go find a club that's going to pay you. Because yeah. as as uh, me and Ron discussed this actually the other day, um, Ron says they're going to bring him back, and I tell I said Ron, I said man, they I don't think they're going to um and if he does he's he he would be stupid because they're about to dismantle this entire ball club and Rizzo is a ball player and he probably wants another title just like everybody else but i think they're about to dismantle the entire chicago cubs team essentially and i would not want to be around because you are about to be the flop of the league excluding the pittsburgh pirates and um yeah. It's just not there. It's, yeah. I would move on. If I was Rizzo, I would go, go to a team that, uh, hell go be a DH. I mean, you know, you can hit the hell out of the ball and if you need to be a replacement somewhere, you know, I mean, I'm sure the Cardinals could find 14 million to have Rizzo be their DH next season. And I would have no qualms with it. I would neither, to be honest. So um, anyways. Okay. That's, that's the Rizzo one. So yeah, I think he's going to bounce. You probably feel the same way slap in the face either way i I honestly don't think he bounces but
1: i think i think they'll have to renegotiate that that offer oh i
0: I, wouldn't if if they threw me that offer i would not even look at him again i'd be like nah i'm gonna go play the game if you need to trade me at the deadline that's fine but this is disrespectful
1: yeah i mean that's that's fair I, i just think uh i don't think rizzo's the kind of guy that will turn the back on the city especially if the social media justice or, war, or yeah, justice people come out and say and go crazy on the Cubs because, you know, that can't happen. I mean, that's that's part of what social media is, is just this backlash. And if the Cubs perceive that, you know, the fans are extremely unhappy with that, that feeble attempt <laughs> to sign a franchise player like him, um, you know, that works in Rizzo's favor and he could command a little bit more. But I, I just – Again, I go back to what I said. I'm not sure where the threshold is for him, but I can't imagine that it's going to eclipse $20 million. That That's that's probably where I would draw the line. Yeah. From the Cubs, to I be honest.
0: I can see it. I mean, I, I just think, I think it's signaling the white flag that they don't have any money to spend. Yeah. Hey, that's not my problem, you know? Um, okay, so the next one that I saw... Um, that we kind of discussed for before, before I hit the record button is uh, Frankie Lindor' uh, alleged offer from the uh, Metropolitans was three hundred twenty-five million over ten years. Did you um, see
1: what it, did you see what he countered? Uh. Uh-uh. He he countered with hundred eighty-five over twelve.
0: Hold on, I'm not smart enough. I got to do something. Uh, I'm about. not either,
1: but <laughs>
0: thirty-two. Um, roughly a year. Um. Okay. So, I'm gonna say, first and foremost, three twenty-five over ten for Francisco Lindor. Um, I would say no. Um, are you the player or the team? I am the i I am the team. You're the team. I awesome. know. Oh no, no, no. Hold on. I'm trying to. I don't know what you just told me. Yeah, I am I am the, the the Monday morning quarterback that's saying if I'm the fan I am a New York Mets fan at this present time and if I said that my team offered Francisco Lindor 325 over 10 years I would look at them and go are you freaking stupid
1: so you're not in favor of the contract
0: I am not I'm not
1: yeah, and I guess I guess Lindor is okay with the average value of the contracts because if he's re-upping just two more years but staying at the same average that's probably the base that you're going to get him for now i i think this is tough because and what i was going to say earlier when i said i had a, a a legitimate defense here is tell me how many short stops in the game you can count on your hand that you trust right now
0: um, um i mean not many obviously not many but th- that's
1: my and that's my point uh, because the shortstop position is such a premier such a premier position it's it's almost as if you may not have a choice but to open that checkbook and say whatever you want i mean think about it this way if 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 fernando tatis jr is going to command that kind of money and Lador who is easily just as good defensively Mm -hmm. not necessarily at the same offensive level but very very good um they're probably right around the same kind of player just tatis just has a little bit more swag a little bit more pop So if Tatis Jr. is going to command all that money, of course, there's the bar. That is the bar for a a premier shortstop. And that's what they're going to have to pay. There's no way he comes down from that because if he sees Tatis Jr. making that kind of money, what do you think he's saying?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, business related, if it was a shorter term deal, I could understand it. I mean, the, the kid's 26. So, I mean, he, he's about to, if he's not already, he's, he's floating around the prime of his career right now. Um, but Lindor is a top Lindor is a top, top five shortstop. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying he's at the, he's, he's at the age right now where he's at the prime of his career. All right. But then you look at, you look at these, you look at these contracts, like Bryce Harper's contract, you know, 57,000 years, you know, Two million dollars a year, whatever. I don't. I know I'm wrong. I don't give a shit. But what I'm saying is like these these long, extensive contracts like this. I know these guys. They need to get their money. Lock them in. I get that. But I don't think. Sometimes baseball money is ridiculous. But I don't think that Lindor is a thirty-two million dollar a year player.
1: Probably not in the standard of, you know, Mike Trout, right? Yeah. That that guy deserves that kind of money because he's been an MVP. Um, he's won silver sluggers. He's he he's the only thing he really hasn't done is one won a world series and or a gold glove, right?
0: <laughs> uh Tito, he, he he hasn't even won a playoff game. Can I yeah, that, that's next. that's is, what I'm saying. It's yeah, like
1: he's he he arguably the best player in baseball, but you know, there's certain things that Again, make the the position makes the money happen, and again, I go back to saying it: um, you just don't find shortstops the, a, as capable as Lindor, Tatis Jr., Trevor Story, Corey Seeger. You just don't. Those are diamond, not even a dime a dozen, man. They're they're so infinitesimally small chances that those are that good of a player that, again, you may not have a choice but to open the, the pocketbook up. The only reason these guys are wanting 10, 12 years is because they want the longevity. They want the security. And I don't blame them.
0: Yeah, I really
1: don't because guess what? They get hurt one year on a five-year deal or four-year deal. Well, mm-hmm. oh, there goes that year. They're not playing another. They're not playing that season. Yeah. They'll get paid for it. But they not, they're not playing. So as to when the next contract comes around, guess what that team is saying or other prospective teams are saying, oh, well, you were injured, so that's going to weaken you, and you may not be the same player uh, by the time you finish that four-year or five-year deal. Instead of these players getting a contract that's 10, 12 years and saying, well, guess what? <laughs> as long as I have that money, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about whether I get injured at that point shoot i'd rather get injured and still get paid because i'm going to be here for that long
0: yeah, it's the yeah. Same,
1: and it's the same reason that the cardinals probably didn't go much further on on that 10-year deal with our Pujols.
0: yeah well it's smart when we look at it
1: yeah and and i think that's that's just the reality of it of the rea- the ra- reality of baseball is that you offering these players these contracts these 10 12-year deals you know and at 26, it doesn't sound too bad because by the time he's done, he's 36. That's not that bad. 38. 38. 36, 38. <laughs> you know, not that far off. But if you're talking like pools money or like when pools was on the market, that's different. And that and that starts to that gets in the team's head. It's like, why would they pay a 40, you know, a 40-year-old person
0: 32 million dollars? That makes no sense. You know it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, but then I—I I mean, obviously, I haven't looked at the at the finances of the Mets, obviously. But like, yeah, they me, got money. I, well, I, I'm sure know. they do. But man, if this is no different than the Cubs, man, you got Cindergard that's probably going to be needing a contract soon. If if he just hasn't already got one, you got uh, Degrom. You know, um, you, sooner or later in the next five years, uh, you know, you got your guys like um, Alonzo. Um, I don't know who's all on their team, but um...
1: they're in a win now mode. That's what it is. They have oh, absolutely, to. and this is their opportunity. They've got a very good rotation, and when Cindergaard comes back in the middle of May, probably late June, um, that rotation is going to be very, very difficult to beat in a playoff series. So they they are trying to gear up for what could be a very good couple runs of Mets baseball which you know as we both know that really hasn't happened since the early 2000s um, especially when they had (laughs) the the, a really ridiculously good lineup um, Mm -hmm. with Jose Reyes, Carlos Delgado, Carlos Beltran Um, that's just you know that's just again this is how baseball has played out and when you give guys, when you see guys getting big, big contracts, you're gonna want the same kind of money, um, especially if you think you're just as good or as talented at, as uh, as those other players.
0: So, I so what do you what I guess I mean we've kind of just run around the bush. What do you think? Do you think that? Obviously we're in agreement that we don't think that the Rizzo offer was, was even remotely fair, fair from the player standpoint on the uh, Lindor contract. Obviously it's nice, but I mean, as a fan of the Mets, would you, would you be welcome to that deal? If uh, you were a Mets fan and, and you were told that the team offered that, or how would you feel?
1: I think I'd be okay with it. I mean, I would want to make I wish it would my I would guess I would want it to be maybe a little bit less but if the Mets I've already offered 32 million you better be ready to swallow that pill because it's not going down yeah so well, I mean you better you might as well just get you might as well sit there and say you know what if this guy is gonna be 32 million dollars then we better he better be he better be really really good yeah. he better be really
0: really good and you're right. They're definitely in a win now mode. They've got the pitching, um, they've got the they've got the bats. Um, the 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 issue is is the only the only division in the National League that is weak is the Central. In my eyes, I mean, you've got you've got the Braves in the East, with accompanied with the the Mets. Then out west, you got the Dodgers and the Padres. And I mean,
1: I'd say that the West and the Central are pretty much in the same boat. To be honest, you think? Yeah. I mean, you've got, uh, I think you've got, I, okay. If you're talking about overall weakest, yes, but I still think the brewers and the Cardinals. Hey,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. You're getting into something before we even get to it. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm just saying, I think overall, I think you've got a really dominant West um, with the, with the Padres and the, uh, the Dodgers. Um, and those two will have a dog fight, but they are both very good clubs. Um and then in the East, you have really two good clubs. That I don't. I'm not sure if the Cardinals could could run toe to toe with what they have right now. Do they have a? Does the Cardinals have a good team? I, I think so. Um, but those two are going to be fighting. Now I mean, they can bruise each other up co- because come you know October, you know, let's just uh,
1: anything <laughs> can happen,
0: huh?
1: Anything can happen.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want the easy path, but at the same time, I, I like a I like a bad matchup just to, to feel better about it, you know?
1: I feel you.
0: Okay, so, so we're done talking contracts. Let's jump into this before we end this. Um, season starts in literally a few days. Literally a few days. Um, so we'll revisit this halfway point, maybe later than that. Um, what are your standings for the NL Central at the end of the year? And um, we'll break it down after that.
1: Um, I will say I'll, I'll start – I'll go from bottom to top. I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind that the Pirates finish last. Um, they'll probably lose 100 games, to be honest. Uh, they're just not that good um, at all. Um, and there's not really much to be said there. I would assume that they'll probably make a trade at some point to move Gregory Polanco um, and anybody else that's worth a dang there um, that they get good value out of. It's just how it is. I mean, that's, they've already, they already did that with Josh Bell. Um, so I, I imagine that that, uh, that fire sale continues to happen, but they'll lose a hundred games. Um, then I think it's going to be the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I don't think they're a bad team. I don't think they're a great team. Um, so I'm just going to stick them in fourth and they'll probably be close to the 500 mark, to be honest. Um, I still think they've got a good lineup. Um, it's just their pitching. Can they stay healthy? Can they be consistent? Um, you know, the only thing that they, that they can hope for if they want to make the playoffs is that the rest of this division uh, beats each other up, which will happen. Um, so then I, that's why I think they finish fourth, though. Um, the Cubs will probably come in third in my eyes. Um, their rotation, you know, I, I think we make a, a big deal about what the Cardinals' rotation looks like. The Cubs' rotation is not that great. It's not, it's just not. And then their bullpen is just as bad. So they've got to have a lot of things go right. Um, and, and if they can put together, if their lineup can, can somewhat resemble uh, what they used to have, you know, if Javier Baez has a kick, you know, bounce back, um, Anthony Rizzo has a good year, you know, if they're, if Jock Peterson continues his spring uh, and carries it into the, uh, into the regular season he'll have 40 50 home runs especially the way the wind blows out at Wrigley um so you know there there are good pieces there and there's potential but I just think if they were if they come come uh you know the trade deadline if they're right around you know first second place they'll probably try and make a trade for an arm but they've already depleted their their farm system so it's going to be it's going to be difficult Um, So then the brewers are probably finished in second. I think they're the biggest challenger to the Cardinals in terms of consistency, in terms of rotation, lineup, uh, overall defense defense of uh, behind the plate in the outfield and infield. And there's not really much to say. Uh, And if you're the Cardinals who I think will win the division. And I, like I said, I think they win 90 games and they go and they, and they hit that mark and they, that's, Usually, the eighty to eighty-nine to eighty to ninety game, eighty-eight to ninety games, when you wins you the division in the central for whatever reason. That's usually the the mark. So that's where the Cardinals will probably find themselves at the end of the year. Um, I think realistically, um, the the thing that has killed the Cardinals in the past is that. They get let games get away from them when they need to win, when they should win, I should say. So when you're playing the Pirates, yes, you're going to lose a game here and there, so what? But you need to be winning 80 to 90% of those games. You have to. Um, they, there's no reason that you don't. Um, Cincinnati, you should win about 75% of those games um and um if you're playing and when you're playing the cubs you need to win right around the 50 60 mark same with the brewers you could split those but you can play the play the division um and win those other games because don't forget they have to play them too and if the cardinals are better than the other teams then more than likely the percentages that they win or the other teams win against the lower division opponents is not going to be very high so you, you, have to, you have to go out and win your games. And I think the Cardinals have done enough to put themselves in the driver's seat. Now, when it comes to the trade deadline, that will be a very big opportunity. for. That's pretty much going to be, I think, a very big gauge mark um, for where this team is. Because if they're in first place and they can spell that division title – I think they really go after somebody, a starting pitcher that can really anchor that rotation. Um, and I think they'll need to um, because you need to be able to compete with the Padres, the Mets, and Atlanta, and the Dodgers. They all have good starting pitching. Um, so realistically, that that's how I see the division playing out. Um, again, I, 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 I cannot believe, I cannot believe that Mike Petrello, however the heck you say his last name, I can't, I don't know. But, they, but he has the Brewers winning, then the, the Reds finishing in second, and then the Cardinals finishing in third, the Cubs fourth, and then the Pirates fifth. And I, I'm just, I struggle, I struggle to think how the heck that he could do that. Then he makes a comment to a a, a a Twitter follower saying, "Like, have you met Cardinals fans?" And it's like, "Okay, so you're just being a fucking asshole and trying to piss everybody off. Whatever, go away." So that's how I'm at. That's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, and I mean, my first my first thought whenever I saw that post was, "Does this does this this guy actually gets paid money to watch baseball?" Right. And he's saying that the 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 Cincinnati Reds are gonna finish second. Like, it's just – I think to me, it's just him trying to be funny and then throw the Cardinals on the bus. I mean, it's just not – it's not realistic is the issue. But, um, no, I mean, I agree with your points. And I think um, I think mine, bottom to top, would be the Pirates, obviously, because I just don't – man, they – Pute. Thing. Pute. Oh, man. Pute. <laughs> that, that is the – the pot, That may be the worst team in baseball, and they, they just keep breaking it down. But I, if they do trade any pitchers, I would love to take Mitch Keller off their hands if they want to do that deal. Uh, Pirates front office, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we would take Mitch Keller and St. Louis. Um, I think the fourth, I, I will put Cincinnati in fourth. Um, while I think they do have the bats, potentially to you know play good. I mean, I think that they will settle down in fourth place because I just don't you know the 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 Reds to me have just never been able to put it together. You know, the, yeah, they, they made the 40,000 team playoff whatever last year, which was ridiculous, but um you know, they didn't score a single run in two games. So, you know, wipe them off. They lost Trevor Bauer. They're just they're toast. I mean, yeah, cool. You guys can score some runs, but I mean, I think outside of the Pirates, I think there's a lot of pop in the in the Central Division, um, and then third place. Whew, I think, I think, honest to God, I think that the Cubs and the Brewers are separated by a game. Um, yes, the Cubs' pitching is a little little bit worse than Milwaukee's but i just see them separated by two i think those two i think those two play a lot of evenly matched games because um you know the cubs did add jock peterson um you know they got rid of um what's his name trading him to the padres uh but i just don't uh, you got to have got to have pitching to win and i don't think jock peterson's going to hit enough home runs but um I did do some research though and um did you know that the that the Reds added D Gordon in the past few days? I did not. Yeah, that's an interesting little tidbit that I that I found. Not yeah, um, I I, I, that that's going to be a big factor, but um
1: I'd love to see him run against Yachty and get out.
0: Well, you know, the, the, the it's not looking too good the spring training for anybody, really honest to god. But let me get back on track. So I got the I, I got I got the Brewers and Cubs separated by a game or two to end the season. Uh, I would say probably. Whew, I'm oh man, this is because uh, this is going to get brought up again if I'm wrong. So um, yeah, I'm going to say the Cubs they dismantle at the halfway point and they end up taking third place. Um, and then, of course, Milwaukee. I believe is going to be second. I don't think the addition of Colton Wong and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. was enough to push them over the edge. I, I really don't. And the, the issue with the Brewers is, yes, you know they have Christian Yelich, yes they have Low Kane. but for whatever reason, that team can never put it together when it matters. And I don't know why. I mean they they had a great squad a year or two ago, and uh, they just couldn't do anything with it. Now, okay. granted. They pitching, ran in – what's up?
1: It it just – you know what it comes down to. It's about pitching. It always comes down to it. That's why the Dodgers are so stacked, man. I mean, you've got three – you have three number one starters on in a rotation. Mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw, Bueller, and Bauer. That's a that, – I mean, that's going to be very tough to beat. It's no different than the Mets, really. I mean, yeah. if Syndergaard's healthy, healthy, they've got DeGrom, Syndergaard, Strowman. I mean, well, that's are- why,
0: man. I that's why I would love, I would love to see the Dodgers get bounced. I, I would not, love. To I,
1: mean, see- I think a lot of people would too, but I think your motives for getting them getting bounced are more Trevor Bauer related than anything else.
0: Well, I just don't. I mean, all in all, I mean, it's not necessarily boils down to Trevor Bauer. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. Just the whole just the whole team. I mean, I just bounce them bounce them in the DS. Somebody get lucky, beat them in 5 and uh just be done with them. But yeah, I mean, I think I think St. Louis ends up winning the division. I think we're looking at 92 93 wins. You know, the pickup of Nolan Arenado is Oh,
1: you bumped yeah, him up, huh?
0: Yeah. I think that I think that is I think it's huge and um mainly mainly because of our um I think we squeak the runs in. I think we squeak the runs in and I think we have a really deep lineup and I feel like this day and age in baseball, you know, you're going to such a short, a short outing for pitchers, you know, and I think our bullpen has the, the stuff as we'll call it to get, get games locked down. And. um,
1: I will tell you, I've been very impressed with Jordan Hicks. Very, very impressed that he's been able to come out and, and look sharp, you know, coming off of Tommy John surgery. I, I, I drafted him in both of my fantasy baseball leagues because I think he's going to be, he's going to return to his normal self and he's going to just be lights out. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that's, I think that's, I mean, you have Alex Reyes and and Jordan Hicks in the pen. I mean, good gracious. I mean, we're just, I mean, it's going to be a good pen and you know, if our starters don't go six seven, that's fine because I think we've got a very decent pin, and I think that will do us some good um, along the 162-game the, the stretch. But I really believe this team is going to surprise a bunch of people once it's all put together. I mean, to me, uh, and I know I've got a lot of bias towards it, but we've got two of the best, if not top three, at their position in the infield. You know, um, and I just I I, that doesn't that doesn't go to wins by any means. But but with that defense on the corners like that and how many runs are saved, like that first year that we had Goldschmidt, I noticed how many how many base runners we didn't have because of great plays that he was making. Now, put that over at third base where you've had hits and misses, um, you've had, you know, non-strong throws. I mean, you have a very good defensive infield in my eyes. Um, Accompany that with Arnauto's bat, um, I think that we've got a really good team. And, you know, it may not be on paper, you know, a World Series out the gate, but this is one of those teams that, you know, if you put the, the heart and soul into these two guys, Goldschmidt and Arnauto, that haven't seen um deep playoff runs i think you know it will light a spark in this team because you've got two minimum two guys in in Weno and uh yadi that have touched the world series multiple times and um you know once this gets put all together i think we've got one of those awesome teams because i don't think in a shortened in a in a full season last year i truly don't feel like the the dodgers would have won the world series yeah they had a great team but i just don't I'm really just showing my my love for the Dodgers right now, but I just don't see it. I mean, it is what it is, but I think if uh, things would have went differently, the Rays could have beat them. But, I mean, that's where I stand. Yeah, Cardinals are taking this one. Uh, I know we're just a few days ahead, but uh, I think the Cardinals are going to end up taking the uh, Central again. Uh, we'll be celebrating popping champagne come October, hopefully a couple times. Um, Let me ask you this before the season starts, because we did this on our first podcast, um, uh, the the very first edition of Turn 2. Before we close this out, um, who is your Cardinals team Cy Young? Jordan Hicks. Okay. Um, Who is your Cardinals silver slugger?
1: Paul Goldschmidt.
0: Okay. Who is your um most improved? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, this is a tough one for you.
0: Um it is. It is.
1: I'm gonna say Dylan Carlson.
0: Okay. Well, my answer wouldn't be the same it was two years ago. So,
1: I I, I would hope not.
0: No, no. Uh, let me see if there's any others. Who's going to lead the team in home runs? Isn't
1: that the Silver Slugger?
0: No, I think it's just overall hitting. No, Silver Slugger is home runs. Yeah, this is bullshit. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> God. <laughs> Hold on. Stand by. <laughs> Um, no, it just says best offensive player at each position. That's what I thought. Okay. It says, hold on, including batting average, slugging percentages, on-base percentage. Nothing about home runs, Tito. No. Oh. I I thought it was – whatever.
1: That's fine. Um, Leads the team – I'll say Paul Goldschmidt still. Okay.
0: I'm glad that I freaking looked that up. I just spent 45 seconds looking this up to prove you wrong for you just to say the same damn thing you said originally. I mean –
1: I still think it's going to happen. So
0: okay, and how? What's that total? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 30, 35 would
1: be a stretch for either him or Arenado, to be honest.
0: Okay, that's hey, that's why hey, everybody has an opinion. That's right. Um, okay, so we've got those squared away. Um, World Series matchup. Okay, well, we'll go World Series matchup. Who do you got? Because I don't want to discuss the AL. That's fine. Um, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's bring it back just one step. Okay. National League Championship Series, those opponents, and then the World Series teams.
1: Okay. Um, my National League Championship Series will be the Dodgers versus – um. Uh, I think it'll be the Dodgers versus the, the Padres.
0: Okay. Let's so who, who wins the national league pennant Dodgers. Okay. And who are they playing in the world series? The Yankees. Really? Yeah.
1: I would love to, you know what, this is, this is for my dad. Um, because he grew up a Yankees fan, um, I would love nothing more than a Cardinals-Yankees World Series. I would love nothing more than that. Um, but I just don't. I, I'm. It's kind of like I, I'm trying not to play too much with my heart here, like I did with Illinois in the basketball tournament. I don't want to do it, and I just can't say the Cardinals are going to get over that hump. The Dodgers' pitching is very, very good. They make Utah.
0: it out of the round of 32 no they didn't not only who's your team team? i don't watch college basketball
1: that's what i thought okay
0: Okay. but um if i had a team it'd be mizzou okay oh God, (laughs) god hey did did baylor win tonight
1: they are playing right now
0: it's still going it should be oh if they're winning my team would be baylor I mean, they're, they're not it they wouldn't be Baylor no big I don't ten, watch college six, basketball but yeah, I'm
1: sixty six sixty so
0: I just wanted to roast you because
1: that's fine you can you can try and roast me
0: but it ain't happening listen the roads are bad in Illinois. the basketball clearly is not as good either no big Ten sucks um okay no I would love I, I think I think what's gonna happen is I think you are going to see. Um, I'm gonna say the I'm gonna oh man, I'm going out on a limb. I, I know think you're gonna say it, the
1: Cardinals. I really know. I am.
0: That. No, I, I am. I am. I'm going <laughs> to say in the National League Championship Series, you are going to see the Cardinals and the Padres. Wow. Okay, I think. I think that the Cardinals win in six in that series. And I know I'm showing my colors and, I, and I'll probably get dragged for this later. And that's fine. Yeah, I like it. But, um, I guess
1: uh, if, I'm, if I'm being realistic, I mean, if you're, if you're really going to do it that way, like the Dodgers and whoever the Dodgers play is the second would be the well would be the wild card winner, which would either be the pa- Padres or uh, one of the AL East teams most likely. So or a, cent- a second NL Central. So you're really realistically you're looking at the Dodgers and Padres playing in the NLDS, which uh, you know wouldn't work for my prediction. But I mean that's a certain that's certain uh, a certain path that we're headed on.
0: Yeah, I just I feel I feel you know I feel that the 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 Padres are a great team. I do um, for whatever reason the, the Braves cannot get far. Do I think they're a good team? Absolutely. I, I feel like I feel like the NL East, although good, I think they may be hit with the injury bug this season. Um, they're kind of like the Cubs a few years ago, where it never really touched them. Um, but I think that the I think that the Padres get the better of the Dodgers, and I feel like the Cardinals get the better of the Padres and the CS. And I know this is a Cardinals podcast, but I just, you know, I think that once the freight train gets rolling in October with, with two guys that have not gone deep, Mm -hmm. I think with that in mind and with the heart that, and the thought process of Wainwright and Yadier Molina retiring world series champions, it just, it it puts things at another level that I think can happen. And, Mm -hmm. I think if, if this team can be as good as as deep as it is, then I think we're going to see a hell of a team this year that that will get their revenge against the Padres, because as I've said, they should have beat the Padres last year. That should have been, you know, they should have got rid of them early on. Now they would have been trampled by the Dodgers. But that's why I think they take care of the Dodgers. Or sorry, the Padres in six. And a, okay. yes, give me, give me, give me the Yankees, give me the, <laughs> give me the Yankees, Cardinals, give me a, a game three. We'll go game three. Luke Voit walk off home run. Give me that at least. Wow. I'm calling the storylines, Tito. Um, I can't go much further than game three right now, but that's where I'm sitting. Because so, yeah, that so would
1: be Cardinals in seven.
0: Um, yeah, we'll go seven. No. ah oh, man. You know how nerve wracking game seven is. Yeah. We went
1: through it. Not that long ago, <laughs> mm,
0: man. Whew. Anyways. Okay. Well, Hey, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been good. A good chat. We covered a lot of bases. Um, Do you have any hot takes for me today?
1: No. The only thing I want to say is that uh, there's an announcement by STL city on march 31st um and i'm really hoping it's a sneak peek at the jerseys because uh you know i will probably get at least one maybe two
0: that's uh yeah no you will get the home and away if you Easy. don't already they they don't even have them out yet but you've already you've already made it customized on the the website
1: uh i can't say i haven't done that but now that you mention it i probably will
0: uh, you better you better awesome um, so, I guess before I officially close this thing out, are you going to fire up anything this year, or what can we expect at a at a Tito as the season gets gets going?
1: You don't ask me those questions. I'm shy.
0: Well, no, that's fine. Uh,
1: I get it. Uh, I don't know yet. I, I'm still kind of kicking around the idea of potentially doing uh, uh, some some post game commentary of what you know observations maybe two to to three times a week and just talk about series upcoming series and what to expect and um, I I really it's kind of like I was telling you right I I really want to incorporate maybe even doing some DraftKings or some daily fantasy or fantasy baseball and just kind of talk about you know what what uh players to take on the Cardinals or in baseball in general. So stuff like that. I mean, I don't know, you know. Anything yeah, could happen.
0: Yeah, I mean if we weren't pushing in 15, we'd touch on we'd touch base on a little on a little sports betting too. Cause man, I tell you what, come Thursday, I'm about to load up my uh betting account now because <laughs> yes. come Thursday those parlays are going to be dropping.
1: Yeah, I've got well DraftKings has a boost for the Dodgers, Cubs, and Yankees to win at like plus two thirty-five or something like that. And they're very winnable games for all those teams. So I'll probably take that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll kick one up. We'll kick one up. We'll we'll do we'll do a podcast on uh, baseball betting. That might be a good be a little short one for anybody who's looking into it. Um but awesome. Okay, well, um you can catch the turn two podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, mainly iTunes. Check it out there. Um, we got an awesome few shows coming up ahead. Um, next one that I'm dropping after this one, I've got a really special guest. I don't know how I got him on, but he decided to come on with me. So keep, in, keep watching for Episode 8 because it's going to be a good one. Um, other than that, take it easy. We got a season starting on Thursday. Let's go Cardinals.